Hello, and thanks for joining us on what is a very special episode of the 20 Minute Marketing Podcast. Today's episode is number 50 of the show, which is amazing. I just want to say a quick thanks to all of our former guests and to everyone that has listened to one or maybe even all 50 of our episodes. If you are new to the show, then my name is Liam and I am the host of the show. I work at a company named Reach Interactive that helps businesses send texts to their customers via SMS marketing. During each episode, I invite a guest expert to chat about a specific marketing topic and share their expertise and best practices. We've covered lots of different topics that range from storytelling to branded games, going viral, marketing to Gen Z and more. We started the show last April and it's grown bigger and better every month since then and I'm looking forward to seeing what's in store for the future. So what started out as a bit of an experiment for us has turned into a really great and fun podcast. So let's get started with this episode then. We're going to be talking about video marketing, which is a new topic for the show and should be a focal point for all businesses moving forwards. Our guest that is going to be sharing insights is Itamar Blauer, who is an SEO consultant based in London. So firstly, Itamar, how's it going? Yeah, it's going all right, Liam. Thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, doing really well, thanks. Thanks for joining us and I'm looking forward to chatting with you. So could you introduce yourself before we get started, please? Yeah, sure. So I'm Itamar Blauer. I'm a SEO and video marketing consultant. And my background is, well, it kind of started off more to do with video. I think I started uploading videos back in 2008. um, And it's something that I was really passionate about. So I've learned loads of things along the way. And then over time, I started mixing it more with SEO and being able to rank not only video content, but also websites. And I found ways to effectively merge videos with an overall SEO strategy. Thanks for the intro. It's really interesting that you focus on video and the role that it plays in SEO too, which is what we're going to be focusing our conversation on during this episode. So let's get started. So the first question that I wanted to start with is why you think video marketing is becoming hugely important in business and is a channel that a lot of marketers are switching their focus to. Yeah, I think it's a really good question. And I find it quite funny because video has been around for a really long time. Like it's not a new, it's not like a very new phenomenon, right? So there's been the possibilities for people to upload videos on places like YouTube, for instance, from like 2005, 2006. But I think what we've been finding in more, in most recent years is that businesses are starting to utilize it more as a way to stand out. Because when you think about traditional content, and especially from B2B, B2C, see it's been primarily well you've got you know traditional like tv ads if it's you know a lot of b2c and if it's b2b you've got obviously the your websites and you've had a bunch of content there but no one was really utilizing video that much and i feel like it kind of gave an opportunity for businesses to branch out on their content strategy and create something that's more engaging especially because videos have a lot of perks right so they can enforce a lot of trust because they're transparent so when you see a video of a company you at least get to kind of know them a bit more as opposed to just reading about them or having seen their blog posts or just text or any other types of content form that's quite static. So video is quite a dynamic way for businesses to engage with their audience. Um, And I think this year, especially due to the pandemic, it's been more critical because 
well, I guess it's become easier in a way for people to who have been at home. You know, you can set up your own video marketing setup right from your home without having necessarily to get many things approved by certain people in an organization, or they might not have budget to do it and it might take time. It's something that you can just get a webcam, get some good lighting and set up um, right from your home. So I think that's why it's probably become A, more important, but B, more accessible as well. So it gives an opportunity for people to try it out. Absolutely. And I think there are so many more opportunities to get involved now, which is especially true for short form videos. Just on LinkedIn alone, we have stories, LinkedIn Live, and also video posts. And then on other channels, you have Facebook Live, IGTV, and more. So it's really easy to share your thoughts on some of the behind the scenes footage that your business is doing. Video doesn't have to be in a long form or educational format anymore. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different types of videos as well. So there's loads of types of formats. So you've, you can have interviews, you can do, for example, product reviews, you can do a kind of meet the team kind of thing, you can do live videos, as you mentioned. And I think all of these, uh, especially within social media platforms, like you're talking about the likes of LinkedIn introducing stories that all of these social media platforms are just competing with each other to get people to, to post more video content specifically, because they know how massive it is, they know that more people are using it. And that's why LinkedIn Live was a thing not too long ago, because they understand the potency of having video content on a social media platforms because users are engaged. And as long as people remain on these sites, then that's how these social media platforms end up making the most money. So, you know, they're incentivizing the use of video content essentially on their platforms. I think last week I had a notification where four or five people all went live at exactly the same time. So it's definitely becoming more popular and it's a challenge to decide where to go but ultimately that shows that video is working really well and that people are engaging and using that feature on linkedin so my next question is what are some of the common mistakes that people are making or should try to avoid with their video strategy yeah there are quite a lot of mistakes that people make especially if it's their their first time trying video there's at least three or four that I can point out on. So so I would say that the first mistake is that they don't have the right equipment. And within the equipment, there's so much you can have. So it's not just about, you know, your webcam, you've got the, the microphones, you've also got lighting, which is really important as well. And I feel like lighting is the biggest problem that people have usually when it comes to creating video content, because you can have only like a mediocre webcam, but if you have some good lighting, it can make that mediocre webcam look really good and on the flip side if you've got a very good webcam or very good video camera but you don't have good lighting it will make it look very mediocre and that's something that i've found over the years where i didn't really invest too much in having good lighting but as soon as i did i found that the video quality massively increases so that's probably the first one is just not having the right equipment and not understanding the value of having the good equipment so like good lighting good microphones good webcams etc the second second one that I would say is when businesses create video content, a lot of them are doing it on an ad hoc basis. They don't really have any kind of structure to it. Um, and also with their videos not being episodic. And I feel like episodic video content is really important because it gives some form of structure for your audience so they can expect and you can essentially condition your audiences to expect you to deliver them video content at a particular time. So whether that's every week, whether that's every two weeks, 
weeks, at least making sure that videos are episodic and that they have purpose so that they're not just randomly being put up. Because I see that a lot. And there are some brands on YouTube that will have posted 30 videos in the space of two months, and then they don't upload for six months, and then they just upload again. But then you see that their views and engagement just tanked completely because it's not consistent. Um, and there are problems there because audiences don't really know when they're going to be creating content. So that's also another really important thing. Um, the third mistake that I see is also the inability for businesses to maximize traffic with videos because they might have a video up and they put it up and it's great. It might be a really good video, but they're not essentially getting users and getting their audiences and customers down the funnel. So that's things such as like not putting CTAs in the videos, not really using any even audible call to actions in the videos that actually should lead them to a particular page or to purchase a product or get a demo for something. And I think that's another key thing that a lot of businesses get wrong is that, you know, they're only limiting their traffic when people see a video and that's it. And they just go and consume whatever else they have on their feeds. So that's another big problem. And I'd say the last one, which is really important is they're not weaving videos in with their overall marketing strategy. Because when you think of digital marketing and you think of how many disciplines are within it, you've got your kind of PPC, you've got your SEO, content marketing, social media marketing, video marketing, viral marketing. There's so many things there. And a lot of times when they're interconnected, that's when you've got a really, really strong overall marketing strategy. Um, and a lot of businesses, they're not able to weave video marketing as part of their whole marketing or digital marketing strategy. Some really great points there. And I think that will help people with their strategy moving forward. One of the best video strategies that I see on socials is from Electric House, who have communities like On The Tools and On A Budget. Two members of their team, Abby and Lee, also joined us on this podcast to talk about social media communities and transforming ideas into success. I know that was during episode 35 and 36, so if you want to learn more about them, you can check those out. But they have a vlog named The Daily Bolt, where they post short five-minute videos every day and provide updates on their business strategy, comment on trends, and ask questions to their staff. And they have over 100 episodes now. It's super consistent, comes out daily, and it always receives positive engagement from connections and followers. And I think I can relate to that because this podcast show has been much more successful over the last six months because we've consistently released new episodes every Wednesday rather than publish them as or when they're ready, which led to gaps of maybe 10 days or two weeks at a time sometimes. So yeah, I definitely agree that consistency is key in creating successful content. Yeah, I think with consistency as well, the one thing that it does indirectly is it kind of helps to kind of weed out the people in your networks or with your audiences that don't necessarily engage a lot. Because what I would see is if I'm posting consistently in the example that you gave, you know, posting three to five minute videos every day, if there are people that don't like that content and, you know, by all means that there, there are bound to be people who don't necessarily want to, to see that content on your feed, sometimes they might unfollow you or or let's say if it's on LinkedIn, they might remove you as a connection. But that's not always a bad thing. Because when you think about the engagement you get as a whole, you're essentially pruning your own network by being consistent. So it means that you're only going to be left with people who do really enjoy your content and who do engage with you. So on a platform like LinkedIn, if you're able to get a very high percentage of your network to engage with your content, then that's sending very positive signals to LinkedIn. And then algorithmically, you end up performing a lot better and your content gets spread out to more people who have similar interests who might want to then start engaging with your content. 
Yeah, that's a fantastic point. And I think that can be applied to lots of different marketing channels like SMS, email and more. So having a smaller audience isn't a bad thing if they are highly engaged and interested in what you're saying. You mentioned in your answer on video mistakes that businesses don't always use video correctly to support their overall marketing strategy. I was wondering if you could elaborate on that and how we can maximize the benefits. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when you consider video marketing as a strategy, you essentially want to be able to connect it with other parts of your digital marketing strategies as well. So for example, you can combine video marketing with your SEO by aiming to increase engagement on your websites, for instance. So if you've got a service page on your site, for instance, and it's got, let's say, a bunch of uh, content that's text, and it's got maybe some images, testimonials, maybe like, you know, just the normal text testimonials with an image of the person, you can add videos to these service pages, and you can place them towards the top so that you can start getting users to engage with that video. And what that does essentially is it keeps them on the page for longer. And that's what you really wanna do. You wanna keep users engaged on the page. You wanna ensure that, you know, they're having a good time. I say that, you know, in, in quite a generic way, but it really is what is important in terms of when you think of how, you know, how is Google gonna know if one result is better than the other? They're gonna look for things like engagement. Absolutely, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of other factors that we can get into, but when it comes to engagement that's what video is all about it's all about getting people to stay on wherever that video is placed whether it's on social media whether it's on hosted on like a platform like youtube or if it's on your website so another thing that you can essentially use video for in an seo perspective you've you've got a video that's on a service page and it's not just about the amount of time that users spend on the page these videos can act as another way to build trust within your brand and i feel like that's another thing that's really important so you can essentially get people to fill out your contact forms to visit other pages on your site as long as you're able to maintain a connection and a, a, a level of trust with users especially if they don't know anything about you or your brand um, then that's also really important but it's not just about the SEO aspect with content marketing as well which is absolutely massive you know you can weave in videos as part of your content marketing strategy so you can essentially maximize let's talk about traffic right so you can maximize maximize traffic by, for instance, getting a video uploaded on YouTube, you can embed that video onto your website, but you could also render a snippet of that video, uh, the original video and upload it on social media. So when you've got these short snippets, what you can then do is you can then send traffic from that social media post back to your website or to where the video is hosted, like on YouTube. So that's something that I do with the majority of my blog posts where I'll have a trailer that I essentially put up on social media. And then I'd add, let's say if it's on LinkedIn, the first comment from that post, there will be a link to read the full post or to watch the full video, whether that's on YouTube or, the, or my blog post on my website. So that's another way where you can essentially use video marketing as part of your overall content strategy to then maximize traffic to different platforms. And I feel like when, when I was speaking before about the mistakes that businesses make is that, you know, they'll just put up a video or they might even put up an entire video on Twitter, for instance, that's six, seven minutes long, but nobody's going to have time to consume that. So it's all about playing to the strengths of the platforms you're using and 
essentially having different forms within that same video. You can have, you know, trailers, you can have kind of sneak peeks to get people engaged and make sure that they want to watch the full video elsewhere. So that's another thing in terms of actually utilizing the video content that you have in different ways to further maximize your traffic, but also help with your overall digital marketing strategy. Yeah, I agree that video can definitely boost SEO and your content marketing efforts. So it's great that you mentioned those points. To close out on this episode, what are a few things that you would suggest to businesses that are new to video to consider before they get started? Yeah, I think there's a few things when it comes to video planning that are essentially the most important thing. So the first one is going to be your equipment, because if you don't have good equipment, then it doesn't matter the content that you're actually, you know, it doesn't matter what the content is, it's going to look bad, then people aren't going to engage with it. So definitely getting the right equipment. Also, you need to plan within your organization about who's going to actually be comfortable being on video, because a lot of times people aren't. So you do really need to engage and in these kinds of discussions with your team to figure out, you know, who would be the best fit. Maybe you can have a kind of brand as person approach where you've got like one person who's essentially like the voice or the face of the company. Sometimes that's also a good thing to do, but it's also about scripts as well. So you need to have good scripts. You need to essentially know, you know, what platforms you're using to, to edit and record. So there's free ones you can use. OBS, for instance, um, to record. If it's just editing, you know, there's loads of different types of editing software, both free and paid, um, that you can do some Google searching and you'll find some really good ones there. Um, and I think the last thing as well is making sure that you plan it holistically. So when you plan video marketing, it's got to have an end goal. You need to think about exactly what the kind of user journey is going to be like. So when it comes to creating episodic content, for instance, you need to identify exactly where you're going to try and target this audience, what, what kind of content they might be interested in, but also how you're able to help funnel them down to actually converting into paid customers or if they're already your customers into maybe upselling them on different products and services that you offer. Some very important points there for businesses that are considering video or might be new to it. I also think it's worth checking out industry leaders or competitors, see what they're doing and if you can take some of the stuff that is working really well for them and make it better or adapt it to your own business. So we're going to close out the main section on video right here and finish with a couple of fun questions to end the episode. We always close out the episode with two fun questions that I really love to ask as we get a really wide range of answers. So the first one, Ismar, is do you have a fun or memorable story that has happened during or throughout your career? Yeah, I think trying to think back to when I actually started creating videos for the first time and, and just thinking about how terrible the production quality was when the first channel I ever made on YouTube, I was reviewing apps and games of, on the iPod Touch. And then so I would like to actually record it. There were no screen recorders. There wasn't any of that technology. So I had to get like a really terrible, low quality, like handheld kind of camera to, to then record the iPod Touch screen and talk over it. And I would just say, so many arms and ers and it was just the production quality everything was terrible except for the content i was giving because i was actually you know i gave some like cheats of certain games or whatever which was pretty cool but i guess over the years i've just kind of learned to develop it a lot more and my production quality became better i, I had so many types of you know youtube channels from you know tech to gaming, to basketball coaching, which I did for a few years, and, and now the kind of YouTube channel I've got now, which is all about SEO and digital marketing. Um, so I guess that's quite fun and memorable, just like the journey that I've taken from starting video to, to now. 
Yeah, that's a cool story. And I think the key message is not to be afraid to get started or jump in. I know we've talked about production quality during this episode, but but if you can't afford, I don't know, a £1,000 setup for your video production, then start with a low investment of £50 to £100 or maybe a free tool and work your way up when you're ready or when the engagement's there. So one final question is, do you have a favorite resource that might help marketers or business owners with their daily role? I, yeah, I'm going to tailor that to, to videos specifically. So there's a lot of good YouTube content on video editing because I had to learn how to you know edit videos myself and how to like design thumbnails and all that kind of stuff. So when I started using uh, Sony Vegas Pro as an editing software, I would go on YouTube so much and there'd be loads of useful tutorials. So if people are out there who want to start their own video production and they don't want to spend money uh, on hiring an editor to do stuff for it's always a nice skill to have because you'll be able to pick it up over time um, and become very, really efficient with editing content. So I would definitely say if you're considering editing videos and your own, even if you're using free tools, then you can definitely check out YouTube for loads of helpful tutorials. Another really helpful answer on YouTube comes in handy for lots of different marketing tutorials and content. So we're going to close out the episode here. Thanks for sharing some great insights on video and how it links with other channels for us, Itamar. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. And if you'd like to learn more from Itamar, then check out his LinkedIn and YouTube channel for some valuable insights on video, but also SEO and other marketing channels and topics too. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm really grateful that we've been able to hit episode 50 and we're looking forward to sharing new content with you. And we'll be back next week with another topic.